0: This is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk today. I'm here by Justin Park. What's up, man? <laughs> so you're born in LA. Was it Pasadena or where?
1: Um, okay, so specifically I was born in um LA. I was born in K Town actually. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of the kids who are born in like the heart of LA, like LA LA, have actually been born in the same hospital as me. Oh no way. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what it's called, but I know exactly where it is. It's on it's like on the cusp of downtown and like K Town. Hmm. It's on that line, it's right there. Um, yeah, so and then after that I moved to um Pasadena yeah, or South Pasadena specifically um, which is like a richer just a better neighborhood mm, compared, to, Sa- compared to Pasadena no only because um, you know like for my family we were like we were struggling financially for like the longest time and for us to make the decision to move to South Pasadena was huge because you know we'd be paying a lot more to you know get a better education for like myself and my two older cousins that's the main reason why we went mm-hmm. there and also to get away from like just trouble in Koreatown, because at that time, this was like right after the 90s. Yeah. Uh, you know, just t- everything in K-Town is really rough. Mm. It's a lot more rugged than it is now. It's not as gentrified. A lot more gangs. And that's one of the sh- bigger issues, just like within my family, you know, that we wanted to avoid. Because like some some people in family were, vo- you know, uh, just a part of that, that lifestyle. Oh, really? So, Even so yeah, Koreans so we had were... to. For sure, in K-Town, yeah. Koreatown, like anybody who lives here knows that Koreatown is it's actually a really dangerous place like past 11 12 Mm o'clock you know the criminals come out (laughs) it's a little grimy you know what i'm saying so people from koreatown have seen it all Um. you know kids went to like l.a high school or fairfax like it's mad crazy Mm -hmm. and it's only because there's such a good mix of people you know it's not just korean people it's korean kids who were born in america who speak english you know their whole lives uh you know chilling with like mexicans or like black people white people it's a huge mix of people here so it's, it's yeah. kind of hard to have a person who has just, like, Asian roots, you know? mm-hmm. And your parents moved here from Korea, or? Yeah, like, when they first came here, um, they came from Korea. Well, my mom and dad have di- completely different stories, which is crazy. My mom came from Korea, so everybody on my mom's side of the family came from Korea, moved to Argentina, actually. Oh, wow. So, me and Dom, um, John Park, Dum Founded, shout out to him, K-Town Hero. <laughs> uh, we have a very similar story, but Dom actually, I don't, I'm not 100% sure about this, but he might have lived in Argentina, but I never got that opportunity mm. But My parents lived there for like three to five years and then they immigrated over here because at that time America wasn't letting Koreans into the United States because of some immigration laws yeah. So that's just how it went
0: mm-hmm. And then what careers are your parents?
1: Um, so my dad is actually like a handyman slash <laughs> a Salesperson slash piano uh tuner mm-hmm. slash composer yeah so oh, wow. and my mom is uh she's she's a very big generous heart she's really kind mm-hmm. um she works with uh you know the elderly doing social work for them yeah. helping koreans uh, come to america and just like, oh, you wow. know, immigrate properly and quickly through the process because sometimes america's really uh messed up with it and they don't really like you know tend to the needs that some of these people who are immigrating here you know, to like make the, the process quicker. It's like really slow. It's almost like they don't want you to be mm. here.
0: And the, did you like live in a van or when was that?
1: Oh shit, you know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that story is like crazy. So they, I always say this, but I feel like in my, you know, 22 years of life, and you know, I feel as if I've lived so many different lives <laughs> only because of the uh, circumstances that came with each, you know, part of my life. You know, at that time, the, the time when I lived in a van with my dad uh, that yeah, that's like really crazy personal to me now, I, I really don't tell anybody but the reason why I wanted to talk about it just openly is because I feel like that's the only way to resolve some mm. of the issues that you have and some of the things that you <clears throat> tend to keep to yourself you know like Will Smith always says you know if you can just just jump take that leap of faith into the unknown into you know your fears and to be able to let go of those things and to know that those fears are there and then to just release it You know just being very you know true to how you really are i guess is you know what i would say Mm -hmm. but you know that's the reason why i'm talking about it and you know going back to that uh me my dad lived in a van because he was being stubborn about some stuff you know with my grandmother who he lived with at the time um yeah, you just didn't want to live in a house and like we just didn't have a house, you know? So we, we lived in the van for like a mm. month or so. So you
0: had a house growing up and then you changed to a van? It's crazy,
1: so he- it's just so many things like they kept moving. Like we did have a house that I used to call like my dad's house and then we ended up moving from there to San Marino. And this is just my dad's side of the family, me and my- my dad's side of the family and my mom's side of the family, completely separate. So they divorced? Yeah, like a oh, long yeah. time ago. They actually never even got married, I don't think so. Oh, okay. My mom would tell me that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's really intense, like my childhood
0: mm-hmm. But then you were kind of like distant from home life alright? right? You didn't really want to be home a lot
1: I didn't like it I didn't really like being at home Because I, at home I felt so trapped And um, you know, growing up I actually had ADHD mm-hmm. But I still have ADHD, you know what I'm saying But um, there's that The fact that I'm very unrest- like restless I had so much energy I was just always all over the place, losing my things you know, like, and all of that just kind of ended up becoming, you know, like, issues with me and my mom as well. But, you know, bless her soul, she loves me. She's the one who took care of me my whole life. But, you know, having that ADHD was so intense.
2: hmm
1: So I, I just couldn't get shit done. I didn't want to be at home. Like, I was just so restless. I couldn't stay in one place. I always wanted to be outside. And I love people. So any opportunity I get to be with friends, that's like, I'm there, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? i'm the I'm the guy who always just talks about his friends. like I love my friends. They mean the most to me. Like I always say the homies. like in my music, I always talk about like my friends, the crew, the gang. like that's just
2: yes.
1: you know, like maybe a part of me that feels so empty about just you know the deficiencies in my life. I try to, you know just like fill it in with love.
2: Mm-hmm. you
1: know, you know, true friends and people who would really do something for you. And you know, the people who really have your back, and like time after time, my friends do that for me, and I'm just really blessed mm, to I have that, that. Yeah. that support. But some people don't, so my heart goes out to them too. So I try to be a good friend in turn to people who don't have friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People who feel like they don't have people they can trust. And I have a lot of very like close friends who are like that. So I try to be good to like everybody. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? Were you like the troublemaker in school, and like yeah. did you do well? Like did you do well or bad in
1: school? Oh like, man, okay, wise? so. You see, the thing is, I don't know what it was, but I think, um, alright, so let's just say if you split up my childhood from when I was like, oh, what's up, bro, like 0 to 10, half of that, I think, like, I was kind of stupid, or like, I was just, I just didn't do well in school, like, for, okay, so I was in ELD for a year, I remember I was in ELD for some time, I don't know why, but in middle, no, 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 in elementary school, I remember this, they put me in ELD, I was born in America, And look at this, I speak English, you know, like, really well. And they they put me in ELD for some weird reason, and like, sent papers uh, to my house for someone to sign so I can go to that class. And then like, yeah, months later, I got moved out, and that's just the weirdest thing that ever happened to me. (laughs) I was put into an ELD class, (sighs) where they were teaching me how to form sentences, and I was like the best one in that class, and I'm like, I don't understand why I'm here. They did that. And then after that, like, for, yeah i didn't do very well in the beginning uh primary years of my school but when i got to middle school high school that's where I really sh- began to shine my mom put me in um, like a tutoring center like a korean a- mm-hmm. like a korean american tutoring center um in south pasadena and <clears throat> that's where i do it's called learning edge by the way and shout out to them too like <laughs> Ms, mr lee and mrs hong yeah i believe like they they guided me through a lot of my troubling times you know if i'd have Mm -hmm. troubles at home so yet again like people who you know I I think really like God blessed me with people who love me like they they didn't really have to you know go out of their way to you know try to guide me and to you know bring me out of trouble and to you know in a way bring me into the light but yeah along my life along the course of my life there have been a lot of people who have you know, been willing to help me I'm just so blessed to have Mm -hmm.
0: that and what kind of music were your parents playing in the house
1: um, man, that's really tough. I really can't remember uh, the beginning, but I know that my dad always played the piano in the house because mm-hmm. um, he's like a huge piano head. He could tune pianos, he plays the piano. His dream was to become a composer. Oh, wow. Which didn't happen. He's still trying to chase that dream, and he's kind of like me. Uh, he's very hard headed, he's a very witty, he's a very smart man, very kind. And, you know, a lot of those qualities I feel like I do embody as well. Mm-hmm. But and what clicked to you to start music yourself for me, for singing? Um, I always loved music, you know, and watching my dad play the piano I think is was a big influence. Uh, they say that if you play music for kids, you know, they'll, it's like, you know, they say if you play classical music, your kid's going to be a genius or whatever, like, yeah. it's just this, this background, to this culture that follows music.
0: And then you did like a talent show, right, that you won? I did in high school. So, yeah. um,
1: high school too was a very interesting time for me, like, uh, you know, I wanted to be so cool, I wanted to be in like the popular group and you know like a lot of the times like if I admit it, I, I tried, I actually really tried um, I tried to wear like really cool clothes like as you can see right now like I love fashion, just love you know looking and feeling the best I can possible mm-hmm. So then in high school uh, I felt the same thing, I felt a lot of um, you know deficiencies in my life like do people appreciate me like like, am I enough? Like, am I cool enough? Do I look good enough? And I was fat, too, when I was a kid. Dude, like, it was really tough, man. <laughs> I was fat as a kid. I got bullied. I had eczema, so I had, like, oh, God, it's crazy. These uh, lines on my neck, it's like, because mm-hmm. I scratched so much. Oh, it would wow. bleed, like,
0: Damn. so, like,
1: scabs, scars everywhere back here. So, like, I got bullied as a kid, too. So, like, you know, until high school, when I can truly, like, you know, put myself out there and... Uh, find what I like to do as a person <clears throat> that's when I really began to grow you know when I when I don't have to look at someone's face and kind of like flinch away because I know they're looking at me or like I'm thinking about how they're thinking about me like it was that deep like yeah mm-hmm. but now as a person I feel a lot more whole and so this whole music thing I feel really helps too mm-hmm. in terms of my confidence because <clears throat> every moment is a is a moment of uh, kind of uncertainty in music, especially as like a star, because I want to be a star, you know? I want to be able to dance, perform, sing, do all these incredible things and have no competition. So I need to work hard, Mm -hmm. but to be that person, to be like a Michael Jackson, you got to put yourself out there. Like you got to try different moves where you feel uncomfortable. And you just feel so foreign, and every step in this journey for me has been like that, so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i not, I'm like unflinchable, like, you know, when Matt Barnes threw the, the, the basketball at Kobe's yeah. face, and he didn't even flinch. I'm <laughs> unflinchable right now in the game.
0: What do you think was the turning point from, like, the old you that was overweight to, like, to getting like confidence?
1: Fudge, man. Seriously, just love. It was all love.
0: Was there like a specific incident that clicked to are like, okay, I'm gonna it a
1: lot. It a lot. start working um, out. I, I went to church a lot and at church, I played basketball. Mm. And that's another place where I grew a lot of confidence because, you know, at church, you're supposed to find love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're supposed to find passion. You're supposed to find grace. You know what I'm saying? So like when I went to church, um, a lot of great things happened. Uh, I lost a lot of weight too. So from like seventh grade to eighth grade, that's when I lost a lot of weight. And then that helped me believe in myself, too, and believe in my, my abilities as well, because uh, as I lost weight, I became kind of an athlete because I loved basketball. And after that, football, then wrestling and all these different things, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And was church something that your like parents brought you to or you
1: just kind of went yourself? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I wish I could tell all the stories, but um. so for the earliest thing that I can remember that um, correlate to church like it like the earliest memory that I can correlate with church is like when I used to go to this um, Catholic Church it's a small Catholic Church in this house that these two priests or it's a priest and his wife and they lived there with this other woman who has a kid named Andrew who was my friend and they had this church in this house and like my mom and I went there every Sunday and like for a time when my mom and at this time I didn't know where the hell my mom went she went somewhere and I had to live with those people, with Whoa. the priest and his wife, and like they had this van that smelled like onions, cause there were onions in in the back of the car all the time. <laughs> and like, oh my God, they would take me to they would take me to Catholic school and, and stuff. It was just crazy.
0: <laughs> and then after high school, were your parents worried about your career and life?
1: Um, yeah, of course, for sure. Uh, so I tell this story to everybody in like every interview, but uh, I was supposed to go to CSUN, um, it's a school out here in California, uh, in Northridge, and uh, on the first day I dropped out of school because, um, I don't know, I've been thinking about it for a long time, and it was such a big decision, like, did I want to do this music thing, or did I want to go to school and do music at the same time, and also have a job, because i got to pay for my, my house bills, and my car bills, so I was like, man, this is a big decision, so, oh, so I decided not at this to- point. No, no, Well, me and my mom, but I wasn't helping with the bills when we first moved into our new house, so that was really tough. But I decided to drop out the first day of school, went there, told them I'm not going to be attending CSUN, and I was 5A, baby, to the day I die. (laughs) And then how, like, did you take up other jobs, or how was it? Yeah, I did so many jobs, serving jobs, a bunch of serving jobs, really. So Mm -hmm. I'm like a beast server. (laughs) I could serve you anything. (laughs) I could sell you anything. I could serve you anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe not anything, but I could- a lot of things. Yeah. For sure. And then how were you meeting people in the music industry initially? Um, the beginning? Um... Well, I still feel as if this is the beginning for my career, honestly, so... I'ma speak about right now, um, the way that- how about like
0: the producers you worked with initially Oh, in the beginning?
1: beginning. Okay. Uh, I think one of the first producers I ever met was Brandon DeShay. Shout out to Brandon DeShay. Brandon DeShay, uh, Golden Child, AKA, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, he's, <laughs> that guy's smooth. But uh, yeah, Brandon DeShay worked with like Tyler the Creator and all those guys, uh, Odd Feature. Back in the day when he, I think when he came from Chicago, I don't know, I don't know the whole story, but he worked with those cats and a bunch of amazing people. Kiro One, a bunch of, you know, amazing artists. Mm-hmm. And He really helped me with um, the production of Dates in LA. We worked on that together. And that guy, like, he's so talented. Like, he just came by the studio one day and was playing some beats. And I walked into the studio. I was like, yo, who are you, man? Like, can you, let's make a song together. And he was like, yo, okay, let me hear you sing. And I was like, I think I sang, or I played him a song. And, and it just worked. It was magic right there, just boom. Mm-hmm.
0: And how did you meet her management?
1: um so 5a um i met 5a through man it's crazy so before 5a i actually worked with another um production group out in hollywood mm-hmm. and we made songs together uh they managed uh, an artist i'm kidding um uh, it's kind of Agent swish like these it's just like the homies like bigger homie older homies who were just helping me out with music
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um ot genesis too the I'm in love with oh, the Coco. Yeah. like I would see that guy all the time so I think he was a part of our management as well so I was the only Asian guy there or in a room most of the time it's just me and, and the brothers honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like when I was 17, 18 I'd, I'd take the metro at like 11pm 11, 11 right before it closes um, during the summer I remember all the way to Hollywood to be with them making making music You know, literally trying my hardest to do what I wanted to do. do whatever the fuck I wanted to, you know?
0: And then how did you meet Amber?
1: Oh man, Amber... She... I met Amber through 5A actually. Oh, okay. Man, I don't know exactly how we met, but... The first memory I have of Amber is seeing her at the studio, I think. And she she brought her GoPro or whatever, her little... Yeah. uh, You know, her vlog camera. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so pressured to like... You know, be funny.
0: And
1: I was like, gotta be like funny. And I was like fake. And it just, it wasn't funny. (laughs) Yeah, but that, yeah. So she taught me a lot of things. Yeah. In that moment, actually, just to be genuine, to be yourself. And people will love you where they Mm -hmm. want.
0: Yeah. And how how did the tour come about?
1: (sighs) That, honestly, is the grace of Amber. Like, Amber's such a big heart. And I see this more and more uh, as our friendship develops. Um, I've known her for like three years now, maybe four. Oh, wow. It was just... A long time and I, it's hard to believe because the years went by so fast and like the tour came together when Amber was actually looking for, for someone in LA to to do this tour with um, across America, 7 city tour which was actually really huge for her and myself because this is both of our first tours in America yeah. and for me it was such a blessing that she picked me but on the roster there were other artists like Dumbfounded or I don't know who it was, Toki, I don't know someone mm-hmm. Some other artists, but um, she cho- she ended up choosing me, and I was blessed. And I, I I trained my best to you know be ready for this tour and to be able to perform in all these different cities back to back. Yeah, With, that's crazy. the hardest thing. Like I've never done this before. Like in in a tour form, I do a lot of shows, but just one show at a time. But seven shows back to back, having flights at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Yeah, getting okay. So the craziest thing would be me flying out the day of, landing in the city and then having to go to the venue at like 12 or 1 after the flight It's oh my like, gosh. fudge, dude, I just sat in a, I just sat in a chair if, if you even call that sitting at the airport, I'm 6'3", bro Sitting <laughs> in those little chairs with those side arms that don't move Like how obnoxious are you to make a chair with those arms that don't move so you could like lay down or something
0: Oh yeah <laughs> It's the worst thing What's inspiration for like we used to?
1: Um, like we used to, I wrote with um, a friend named Fiction at 100UP, um, Harvey Mason Jr, shout out. Um, him and I came together in this uh, studio with the Wild Cards as well, two female producers who were very, very talented who were going to take over the game, um, we were all sitting in a room and just messing with, you know, what do we want from the song, and what are we trying to do, what kind of sound do we want, and it took a little bit, an hour or two, to figure out what we wanted. And We had the production down, we started writing, and it was pretty quick. Uh, The inspiration just came from, I guess, um, time in my life where uh, I was remembering relationships or or a relationship where I'm just like, yo, let's get back to what we were. Like, right now what we have isn't the the same as what it was. It's not working out. Mm -hmm. So let's remember what it was. Let's be like we used to. And that's, that's how it came mm-hmm. out And
0: then Amber directed or?
1: Amber directed the music video for that song Damn And we shot all of that in one day <laughs> And it was so hard it, Like sometimes people think it's really easy to shoot music videos And you know, it's, it's just it's a lot easier to just watch a music video Yeah But to be a part of it and to see the production of a music video is really intense mm-hmm. it's 12 hours non-stop of shooting I had a sandwich or something <laughs> some coffee
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it's really, it's tough
0: and I read this in a previous <clears throat> interview, it's something that's like, I am Asian American with Fox. What mm,
1: was that? Love your accent. Fox. Oh, I
0: didn't even realize. Fox.
1: <laughs> I I was <laughs> I'm Just
2: kidding. Uh, yeah.
1: So I did a performance with um, a couple of artists who are like, I don't know, heroes for like my generation. Um, like AJ Raphael, I remember was there. He performed right before me at the Asian Heritage. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was like Go Vote or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. that we were trying to, you know, get the community to do something, like, you know, to get hyped up about voting and, like, you know, Asian heritage. Like, we're Asian. We got to do this, you know, like, let's stand up together. So, yeah, that's the reason why we were there. Uh, we were telling people to vote. Me and AJ Raphael performing, another artist, I believe, too, I don't know who was uh, apologetically, but, yeah, that's what we were doing. And they wanted to interview me. I said a couple of things, probably looked like a fool. <laughs> I don't know what else I'm about. But that, yeah, that's why that happened. mm mm-hmm. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early, early songs you made? Mm, Okay, so sometimes uh, I think that a lot of my writing from before is a lot more raw and when I say that it's like uh, it came from a much more I guess I don't know much more personal space Mm -hmm. because back then I really had some stuff going on like my life kind of sucked and I was like I got to figure out what I'm going to do as I did the music so a lot of the songs kind of just came naturally like you know whatever felt What someone did to me, what happened on the street, what happened with my, uh, who I was dating or someone I know, me and my mom. Like all the stories in the album are from those experiences. But now I'm kind of struggling, if I'm honest, in terms of, you know, what I want to write. Because there's Mm -hmm. so many topics now. I feel like I'm a lot smarter now. I'm a lot older, maybe not a lot older but in the past two years as an artist being a part of this business you have to grow exponentially Yeah. so I've grown so much in the past two years so choosing something to write about and then the melodies and then the beat, the rhythm what kind of sound do I want? there's so much music out there at the same time mm-hmm. so to, to choose all of that now, it's like, it's a curse like to have knowledge is kind of a curse but I love it, I love it, it's a challenge so to, to handpick the one out of a million things that you want to mm-hmm. You know, make your baby, like a song is like my baby, so It's, it's pretty tough,
0: man How mm-hmm. said of what we've talked about before, what would you say have been the biggest challenge in your life? My life?
1: Yeah My whole life is, yeah. is my, my, my life biggest is challenge cool. Just kidding uh, Life is awesome, man, but um, I would say the biggest things were A lot of the things from my childhood, to be honest And mm-hmm. financial difficulty, man So, uh I find that those are blessings as well, though, because I'm really pushed to look into why that is. Why are people struggling? Like, why are there so many people like me who have the same stories, uh, who are struggling financially because, you know, A, it's because the government doesn't care or, like, something's not going right, you know? So I'm trying to look into that, and I have been just talking to people. And just seeing you know why it is that it's like that mm-hmm. and i want to change that for people who are watching her also have difficulties with their families what advice would you give them for them yeah. yeah just keep going and don't let what's happening to you right now and don't let who you are right now define you because life is a journey it really is like think about that what is a journey to you like like i don't know man life is really long so I've met a lot of kids in high school who were the ish. Like, they were really cool, they had the best clothes, and they, what, decided to do drugs. And like, mm-hmm. you know, that was cool. You, you you came to the school dance on Molly. Like, you're dope, man. Oh, you're really cool. And then, years later, they're not doing anything. They tell you, like, senior year, oh, I'm, I'm pursuing music, man, I'm about to be a model. I got this deal with Hollister. And then, freaking two years later, bro, you're doing nothing, and I'm mm-hmm. here out grinding, we're, we're like on the same level, but I'm here grinding, like building up a, a platform for myself. And I say platform because every year for you, when you're going after your career, which whatever respective field it is, you're building on a foundation. This building will only get higher and higher and it's harder to knock down because, you know, the harder you work at your foundation, it becomes more solid, it becomes more concrete. So mm-hmm. that's who I am. I want to work on that. Just keep building this building. Yeah, know? I love that. So you guys should do that as well. What does love mean to you? Love the question something that I'm thinking about like every day yeah Yeah, no, I, I have a girlfriend I have my mom to think about family members my cousins which is all love everybody that you have in your life as a, as an asset as a value that's love you need to love them and they love you back it's like a circle right mm-hmm. sometimes like people don't give you enough love you get jealous or you get mad and things happen and, you know it's, it's, it's different every day every day is a different cocktail when I wake up So it's it's really, it's it's something. But love, I think, is, it's everything. Love heals. Love is life.
0: Last question. What do you want to be remembered for?
1: Me? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just want to do something really great where people can remember me and say, man, this guy helped us, man. I don't know. Like, I want to feed people. Uh, I want to uplift those who have fallen. I don't know. I just want to be like, like I don't know a beam of light in the darkness Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah Yeah. Yeah. too many Harry Potter no I'm just kidding (laughs) but uh yeah I just want to be that dude I want to I want to be your friend I want to be your brother in your time of need I want to be able to preach to you I want to hear your story and walk with you like this and listen to you you know listen to you speak about your life and then for me to digest that and then to make a song about it maybe and to shine light on you know, these topics or issues that haven't been spoken about Where people are scared to speak about Or it's not, you know, in the most favor to speak about in public opinion I'll do that for you, mm-hmm. so Yeah,
0: I, I wanna love I want to be this. that guy
1: Like, yeah. I want to have the balls to say what other people don't You know? Because mm-hmm. right now, I, I keep saying this to myself and my friends, but Right now, this might sound a little, a little arrogant But if I died right now, I would not care because i feel like i'd done so much already i look mm-hmm. back on my photos and just pictures with people's like people like out there who i've worked with or celebrities producers who i never thought in a million years i'd work with or see or be in the same room with i for some reason because of my hard work and god and luck and my fans and just people who've loved me i was able to sit in the you know a room with those people and <clears throat> man if i died right now it's okay you know, mm-hmm. that I was able to stand on a stage and speak positive messages Every time I performed, I spoke something positive Like I prayed right before my performances You know, like telling God, yo, this is for you Let me not forget why I'm doing this, yo, like <laughs> Yeah, deep stuff, but yeah, that I would pray like that You know, I would pray like that before I get on stage I'd be like, this is for you, this is not for me mm-hmm. Like, let me not be too vulgar because that's, that's how I am sometimes I curse, you know, I'm not perfect <clears throat> But at the end of the day, I say like, this is for you this for the people let me remind myself that I'm about to sing and to uplift these folks and to make this a moment of happiness in these people's lives so that they can continue on after this and you know be just inspired yeah. to live to keep living you know Mhm
0: mm-hmm. Oh this is awesome thank you so much <laughs> no Bye guys